In addition to improving travel numbers from TSA, Boeing's next plane is set to go back online soon. Let's bring in our next guest joining us to talk some airlines, as well as the impact of the next 737. It's Tim Lesko, partner at Granite Investment Advisors. Tim, good to have you back. Let's continue our airlines conversation. What does the return of the 737 mean to you? Well, it certainly means a fair amount to Boeing who needs to get that cash flow going again with you know 400 some odd planes sitting on the tarmac. Uh, but for airlines, it's a broader picture. You've had a fair number of retirements of older aircraft. And as we come out of this pandemic and travel comes back, you're gonna have airlines that have rationalized their route structure and added new planes. Now those new planes come at a cost. They also come at 18 to 20% better efficiencies. So in a hotter economy with more passengers, you're gonna see airlines in better shape uh, after they survive what you would call a mass extinction event, uh, which is coronavirus. So, Tim, uh, for Boeing, obviously, this is crucial. I mean, it's it's non-negligible. They have to do this. They've been working on it for a long time. But the timing of it, are people going to be getting on planes in general? I mean, uh, or is Boeing good timing here where they're launching just as travel is going to pick back up? Or is this still going to be a COVID-dependent trade? Well, I think the airlines are going to be a very COVID-dependent trade. I, I think you, if you're a short-term investor, you'd be better off you know, going to a casino and trying to bet on how many coronavirus cases there are going to be tomorrow. Uh, but for a longer-term investor, certainly the 737 MAX replaces an old aircraft type that needs to be replaced. They're entering their end of service. And the, the bigger question is not whether travelers are going to travel. It's whether the airlines around the world are going to have the cash to buy their new airplanes. And that certainly remains to be seen. Hard to see in a period of low interest rates that they won't be able to borrow to buy those aircraft. So pretty bullish for Boeing. Uh, the travel public, we had a million travelers over this weekend after hovering in the 7,800,000 mark for a long time, which just shows you that people have no patience for more lockdowns as much as the government is talking about them and the media is talking about them. People want to travel, people want to go out to eat, and you're starting to see that in consumer confidence and airline travel. So right now, within the group, it seems those that have been domestically insulated, that don't have to rely on the foreign travel that is still highly limited, if not banned still uh, from uh, uh, international travel. Um, what about uh, the dynamics of investing here? I mean, do you have to just pick those that aren't subject to travel bans right now? Do you have to stay domestic if you invest in this group? Walk me through what you want to own, Tim. Yeah, I think for the short run, you have to stay domestic. I think the news of the 737 MAX coming on helps those shorter domestic routes more than it helps international routes. You saw today that Canada extended their travel ban on U.S. travelers, and you could expect to see that probably across Europe for months to come as they are really dealing with a difficult fall outbreak. So it's really those that have flexible route schedules and flexible aircraft types like Southwest, which is the one that we own here, um, that are gonna benefit from, call it a metered return to flight. Once we have a vaccine and we have full flight and international flying, it's gonna be the Deltas, Uniteds, and Americans of the world that have a much larger route schedule that has been much more impacted by coronavirus. So they probably have the most long-term upside from that standpoint, but I just don't think we're at the point yet where they are as investable as, say, a Southwest is. Now, if Boeing had gotten the 737 back together when flights were uh, in high demand, we were at the peak travel season, like last year, I imagine that would have been a relief. Is that the function that it's having for any 
airlines. Is there any airline right now who's going, ah, we need more planes? We don't have enough planes right now? Uh, they're probably not yet hitting that point where they need more planes. But the underlying story that not a lot of people paid attention to was that airlines across the globe retired their 747s, their 757s, and their A340s. So when we come out of this, you're going to see plenty of demand for aircraft because they've retired so many older, less fuel efficient aircraft. They are certainly unlikely to bring those out of mothballs. They're more likely to buy more A350s from Airbus and 787s from Boeing. And that's probably the most important aircraft for Boeing right now outside the 37 would be the wide body plane, the 787, where they went from producing 14 a month now down to, I think they'll be lucky if they produce eight a month. Hey, Tim, one other one, just on a macro perspective for investors thinking about this market, this is a little bit more broad, but after we saw the TSA headline today about one million people flying yesterday, first time since March, you know, there's been a lot of kind of posturing and guessing and reading the table going on, analysts, investors that say, oh, this flare up in this part of the country or this flare up in this country and this COVID curve doing this is going to derail the progress. But that actually hasn't happened yet. The COVID curves have had good times and bad times the last six months. Uh, they've fl flared up. They've calmed down in various places. But yet the trend keeps going in one direction. Uh, as an investor, do you have to have a view on how that goes over the next three months through winter to have a view on the overall market? Can we continue that steady pace? I, I think you have to have a view. Uh, I think you have to have an expectation as to whether you think that the rise in infections is going to lead to a rise in hospitalizations and deaths. Uh, our firm view here is that we're getting better and better globally at treating this. So as infections rise, we are less concerned. We begin to see hospitalizations rise and the mortality rate rise. Well, then I think you have to make some different decisions as to when some businesses are going to open. And if you look at airlines and cruise lines and hotel chains, they are burning cash on a daily basis until they get back to their normal operating metrics. And you may continue to see some go out of business if this continues to drag on. So that's why it's extraordinarily important to seek those that came into this with the best balance sheet and have the best capacity to manage their debt for perhaps the next six to 12 months. Otherwise, it's a pretty big risk. Okay. Tim, uh, like to continue the conversation here on the airlines. Good to have you back. And I know uh, this will not be the last time uh, the airlines continue to make higher lows. So it's been a solid place, all things considered, even with the ups and downs. Not quite at the highs from June or this summer, but we still grind upwards in the trend. Tim Lesko joining us from Granite Investment Advisors. Granite